0: Of the desert, an angel in the body. You're listening to sermons from Saint Macarius the Great Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord. Lord. The setting was the 8th century before Christ, and the big news of that time was the rise of the Assyrian Empire under the command of the great king Tiglath-Pileser III. The threat that was posed by Tiglath and his army was the potential destruction of every kingdom in the path of this mighty war machine. Within that setting, in Palestine, when the king of the ten northern tribes of Israel and the king of Iran, Israel's northern neighbor, decided to form an alliance to try to oppose this great Assyrian threat, but they knew, even with their combined forces, these two kingdoms were not enough to defeat the Pilate of the They needed further help, so they sought the assistance of the king of Judah, King Ahaz. They thought he might be able to help them with their scheme. So the king of Israel and the King of Aram thought his aid, but King Ahaz refused. He was not interested in joining this opposition to the Assyrians. To risk it. So, the king of Israel and the king of Iran decided, okay, we'll go attack them. Bring our troops in. We'll depose Ahaz. And we'll put in a king who's more amenable to our plan And willing to join us in fighting Assyria. And so, King Ahaz in his palace in Jerusalem was scared, and all the people with them. The prophet Isaiah describes how they shook and trembled like trees trembled in a forest before the wind. And so in this situation, God sent his prophet Isaiah to go and speak to the king and tell them fear not. Fear not. Trust in God. This plan of Israel and their shall not stand. But be warned, unless your faith is firm, you shall not be firm. This is all told in the seventh chapter of Isaiah. The story of this great battle. It's called the Syro-Ephraimite Wars. And so, the prophet has warned the king and has spoken to him. And then he says to him again, just to reassure you, go ahead and ask for a sign. Ask God for a sign, any sign you like. Make it as deep as Sheol or as high as the heaven. But they have, in a mock form of piety, refused it. Because I will not put the Lord in the test. So the prophet said, speaking for the Lord, Okay. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a son. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that you dread will be forsaken by both Thirteen. God promised this sign to King Ahaz to all the people of Judah, and the sign and the promise was that God had not forgotten them. God had not abandoned them. God was still faithful. God was still with them. And they need not fear. They need not fear this present military threat. Yes, the kings of Israel and the king of Rome, they would attack, they would bluster, but he would come to nothing. Yes, the Assyrian threat would rise, and it would threaten, but it would not overwhelm them. Why? Why would their plans ultimately be thwarted? Because, says the prophet Isaiah, Emmanuel, God is with us. And the importance of this sign for King Ahab and for the people of Judah, this promise of God's presence, Emmanuel, God is with us, came at the moment when the people's fortunes had reached their absolute lowest point. When hope appeared to be lost, God sent his prophets to reassure the people of God's continuing presence. Now fast forward eight centuries. Once again, God will repeat this promise and fulfill it in a greater and more spectacular way in the birth of our Lord. In the account of our Lord's nativity the evangelist Matthew describes the circumstances of his birth this way The birth of Jesus Christ took place as follows His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph Before they came together she was found with child of the holy spirit and Joseph her husband being a just man not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people." From their sins. So all these things were done that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Joseph roused from sleep, and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took Mary for his wife, and did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son, and called his name Jesus. I thought in these three weeks that we have left before the nativity, our Lord, that we should reflect on some of these prophecies contained in Isaiah. these three prophecies of Emmanuel. God with us. See, what the evangelist Matthew is telling us, what he's describing, is how the birth of Christ is the fulfillment of what Our Lord had spoken all those eight centuries ago in a different context. The birth of this child from a virgin mother was truly the fulfillment and the greater fulfillment even than what God had spoken regarding Emmanuel. God with us. You see, for Isaiah, for King Ahaz, for the people of Judah, Emmanuel was merely a sign, merely a sign of God's presence. But for us, we have the very presence of God, God with us, present bodily, God with us, and us. The type that was proclaimed in the past is fulfilled in the reality of Christ in the flesh. God become man. The true light, the Word made flesh, has come and tabernacle among us. When our need was greatest. mired in sin and in death, when all book appears lost, Christ has come to bring life, to destroy sin and the power of death. So this is the faith that we hold this New of season. So I dare say that our lives have looked quite different than we might have expected a year ago. Though things may look bleak or at a low point, though maybe we feel spiritually drained or empty, perhaps we are struggling to pray or to love. Perhaps we're filled by anxiety and fear, Perhaps we're struggling with loneliness, with depression. Whatever situation we find ourselves in this year, the message of God for us is the same one spoken in the eighth century. The same one spoken the birth of Christ, that God has not abandoned us, God has not given up on us, Christ became one of us, and truly, God is with us. That is our Lord's promise for all of us since nativity, that God is with us. And in fact, these are the final words of Christ in his in. That are recorded in the Gospel of Matthew. Lo, I'm with you always, even the end of the age. May we dwell in the presence of Christ, our true God, who is with us in this nativity, and so experience the joy of this nativity anew this year. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.